Blog Talk Radio. You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. January 26, 2012. Appreciate you tuning in and spending a little of your time with us this evening. And of course, if you missed the live show, all of our shows are archived, so you can listen to them as your time allows. And and be sure to book, uh, bookmark us and add us to your favorites as well as become a follower of the show. Our call-in number is 347-826-9170 if you'd like to be a part of the program. And we have a good show for you, planned for you. This evening we'll be uh, discussing your rights pertaining to personal injury and workers' compensation laws and sharing some tips and advice and insights on things that you should know when it comes to your legal rights as a driver uh, as it pertains to personal injury and workers' comp claims. And to uh, to get us started, we'll jump on over to Donna for uh, this week's announcements and any updates. So, Donna, what do you have for you this week? Hey, good evening, everyone. Well, as we know, um, Safety Lou, which is the Federal Surface Transportation Bill, um, expires on March 31st. Um, the Senate had uh, placed their, their bill uh, last month, and now we have the House with John Micah of the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. Um, looks like it's expected that the House will release their legislation as soon as this Friday uh, and will act on the bill on February 2nd. And it will be known as the American Energy and Infrastructure Jobs Act. And if you haven't seen the long version, we do have it posted uh, on Facebook. Um, it's, it's, it's a pretty... A pretty good summary of uh, what it's going to be. Uh, the House Republicans are moving forward uh, with this en- American Energy and Infrastructure Jobs Act as an initiative to create long-term American jobs by uh, linking improvements to the nation's infrastructure with uh, increased production. Now, we kind of went through it, and on the Federal Highway Program section, uh, it does mention that the states will maintain the opportunity to fund the broad range of eligible products under the current surface transportation and congestion mitigation and air quality programs. Now, if you remember, Jason's law in the Senate was um, placed in that area. Uh, But here it says, but they will not be required to spend a specific amount of funding on specific types of projects. 
So we'll have to see um, how Jason's law, you know, uh, pans out with all this. Uh, as far as we can see, it, it looks like it would be up to the state uh, to decide on that, but we'll we'll have to see. Also, in the Highway and Motor Carrier State Inspection, uh, I found it interesting, we were discussing this before, at the very last um, bullet point under Motor Carrier Safety Programs, it says, requires the Secretary to prescribe regulations to establish minimum training requirements for commercial drivers. And this is something that we've been talking about for quite a while uh, so we're we're just going to watch this and and see what it all comes out with it. Uh, again, uh, that's the American Energy and Infrastructure Jobs Act, a summary of the transportation reauthorization proposal, and it is posted on um, Facebook.com forward slash Ask the Trucker if you want to download it and read it. Uh, it's not that long; it's only 14 pages. Uh, okay, now on to maps. Mid-American Truck Show in Louisville, Kentucky, kicking off on the 22nd. We'll be there in the Hajian booth, uh, booth number 16052. Yeah, that's the 22nd of March, though, right? Yes, 22nd of March. And uh, that will be we'll be live on Thursday and Friday. And uh, we're really happy to be going there, looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. They, they have a huge uh, uh, booth. Uh, Hajian, they're they're pretty uh, they pretty go out go all out there with their juice bar. They juice you up, your computer, your your phone, and 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 everything else. So uh, we'll have our show live there. They are going to be having an iPad drawing. They're going to have the display of the Aeroflow, which is the most aerodynamic truck. Um, I did see that picture, Alan, by the way. And, oh, you did? Oh, yeah, I saw it. Looks like something out of space. Oh, I, I, It's unbelievable. I mean, everybody needs to go and look at this truck. This is just unbelievable. So, anyway, we're looking forward to seeing everybody there. I know we've gotten um, a lot of uh, feedback from everyone saying, you know, I oh, can't wait to meet you. Well, we can't wait to meet you either. So, that's, uh, that's Matt's uh, March 22nd, and we'll see you there. Uh, finally, getting on to the Trucking Social Media Convention, and I know everybody's excited because we're getting uh, a lot of emails. When are you going to finish the website? Yeah, well, we're going to finish it. It's it's in the making. Uh, we're getting everything together, the hotel speakers, topics, sponsors, awards, registration links. It's all coming. Uh, but, you know, we just want to make sure that it's all in line and um, and it looks as great as it does last year. Uh, as far as speakers go, uh, we're having Paul Taylor again. He was um, everybody wanted him back, and he was happy to come back and 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 present again for us on truckers' rights. Uh, that's trucking employment law and polls from truckersjusticecenter.com. Uh, Kyla Lieberg, she's going to be a presenter speaking about human trafficking and um, how she has used social media to just about. Um, I mean, the entire trucking industry is on board with the uh, human the atrocities against uh, human trafficking and uh, truckersagainsttrafficking.com. So uh, we're looking forward uh, to, to her being there as well. Uh, other topics are going to be truck driver health, 
CDL training and the truck driver shortage, the power of social media, and uh, we're going to have uh, a section on trucking employment. And also, um, we're so happy to announce our uh, early sponsors, um, which includes Trip Sheet Central, um, Eddie Gachui, our good friend, and he does a wonderful, wonderful service for drivers at TripSheetCentral.com. Um, he was actually our very first sponsor, called up and said, hey, you know, I really believe in this, and uh, I want to be a sponsor. So he's our first silver sponsor. We also have Transport Watch, Dan Matuli. Uh, TransportWatch.com, KCTrucker.com, Truck Drivers Money Saving Tips. And all these uh, banners and everything will be up on the new website. Um, and we'll also be creating a, uh, a another new page on Ask the Trucker and the awards, the Making a Difference Awards. So it's all going to be up there. Just be patient with us. Um, I spoke to a uh, pilot and... Um, they said they're looking forward to another year uh, at the convention and as well as AirDoc. So, uh, and as you know, they were last year's sponsors as well. So we're looking forward uh, to them uh, supporting the, uh, the the truck driver social media convention and the uniting of uh, truck drivers and those who support them. Um, pretty much the founding principle, uh, you know, people ask, you know, oh, what, now what is this? What is this? For? This is uniting. This is uniting an industry of trust, of people coming together to support drivers, to support integrity, to support character, and, um, you know, positive change seekers within the industry. And they're joining together. They're discussing ideas, solutions, best needs for the drivers and the entire industry. They're building relationships together through honesty and trust and transparency and creating a community of trust for quality information, products, and services. So that's that's what this is. This is a uniting. Um, it's, it's just a, a genuine place to go where you have a where we all have a common interest for raising the standards of the trucking industry. So uh, we invite you to go to www.truckingsocialmedia.com. There's a PDF. Uh, you can download download that. It's uh, got all the sponsorship information as well as information about the event. And we, uh, like I said, we'll have more up on there as soon as as soon as we can. But if you get started with that, just go to www.truckingsocialmedia.com. And we're looking forward to another wonderful year uh, at the Truck Driver Social Media Convention. And that's it, Al. That'll do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was uh, writing down these area codes here. Um, okay. Our lines are our lines are filling up. Appreciate you tuning in through your phone, however you're listening, through your computer. I can't see you through your computer, but I can see you through your phone. Uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Illinois, Colorado, Tennessee, Missouri, Florida, all the way up to Idaho. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. And, and um, yeah, Paul Taylor, Attorney Paul Taylor, will be back at the Truck Driver Convention like um, Donna was mentioning. And this evening we have another attorney who has been uh, working on truckers' rights for for decades. And as I mentioned earlier, a great show for you this evening with our special guest, Charles Buchanan, an, an attorney who has 
practiced personal injury and workers' compensation law for over 35 years, and he's been representing truck drivers for over 30 years through his law practice there in Joplin, Missouri, and he is host of the website HurtTrucker.com, where he also provides a uh, blog where he writes and offers a great deal of advice for truckers pertaining to uh, the personal injury and workers' comp issues. So very important show for you this evening, and we'll open up the lines a little later to take your calls. If you have a question for Mr. Buchanan and like to be a part of the show, Again, our number, 347-826-9170. And when we return, Attorney Charles Buchanan of HurtTruckers.com will be here for our show this evening. And we'll be right back to get it rolling right here on Truth About Trucking Live. You're listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. You might get hooked on driving trucks and shifting those gears. Don't get hooked by a dag, it'll follow you around. No matter where you go, no matter what town. Doesn't matter if it's wrong or if it's right. What they put on paper's gonna follow you for life. Don't get hooked by a dag. Don't get hooked by a dag. Don't get hooked by a dag. No. Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live and AssetTrucker.com with an important message for owner-operators and fleet owners. Hodgeon Incorporated is a company that makes the Dynasys APU, and if you're considering an auxiliary power unit for your truck but thought you just couldn't afford it, you need to talk to the Dynasys guys about their all-new financing program. The Dynasys APU saves fuel and provides AC, heating, plug-in power, all of those comfort necessities you deserve when you have to shut down for your mandatory break. It's definitely the smart way to be comfortable and save money. Their finance program is designed to make your monthly payment nearly half of what you're spending on fuel with their goal of making APUs available for every hardworking driver. They realize that times are tough and that credit is hard to come by, so they offer four credit plans giving all owner-operators and fleet owners a guaranteed financing opportunity. They can even get you hooked up with grants that can cover APU costs as well. Give them a call at 1-800-289-8282. Toll free 1-800-289-8282 or just Google search Dynasys APU. Visit them online at hotjohn.com. That's H-O-D-Y-O-N.com. The Dynasys APU, the best solution to engine idling. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, and we're back. Our special guest, Attorney Charles Buchanan of HurtTrucker.com. And, Mr. Buchanan, welcome to the show. Hi, Alan. Thank you very much. I appreciate your invitation, and it's good to talk with you again. 
Well, we appreciate you joining us. You know, it's um, everybody like they, you know they like these shows where we have like attorneys and doctors on that they can talk to for free. I mean, you don't get that too often. <laughs> well, I hope I can be helpful, and I enjoy meeting you and Donna at the Trucker Social Media Conference in Tunica. Uh, so it's good to talk with you again, and we met lots of nice people there and had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, and I was on your site earlier and was going through your archives because, like I mentioned, you have that blog there where you give a lot of advice, and I was reading um, you know, what you wrote about the convention. That was nice of you. You know, We like to see you know, how, what people got out of it, and it was, a, it was a good post. We appreciate it, but you know, why don't – why don't we just start by you telling us uh, maybe a little bit more about yourself, your HurtTrucker.com website, how it all started, just, just wherever you'd like to take us. Well, HurtTrucker.com is a law firm, and we have offices in St. Louis, Missouri, and in Joplin, Missouri. And uh, we've been practicing law more than 30 years and have represented lots of truck drivers over the years. And uh, over 50% of our clients now are hurt truck drivers. Uh, we handle cases in Missouri, and in May we'll be expanding and representing truck drivers in Illinois. And uh, we represent truck drivers in workers' compensation claims. Those are claims against the employer for injuries on the job, and also in civil claims, which are claims against negligent parties, other drivers, uh, defective equipment, things of that nature where truck drivers are injured. And several months ago, we started a website called HurtTrucker.com and a Hurt Trucker blog that has lots of useful information on it. And we've had a real good response. We're hearing from truck drivers all over the country. And uh, many truckers may not know about their rights under workers' comp or if they have an accident, and we want truckers to know their rights. So um, uh, we help if we can. Uh, if we can't help, we try and point someone in the right direction to someone who can help. So um, uh, we've had a real good response from our website. It's filled with useful information. And we also encourage truckers to give us a call, and we're glad to talk with uh, truckers at any time. And as I said, if we can't help them, we try and find somebody that can. Well, now, is workers' comp, I mean, I know my <clears throat> my son's an immigration law attorney, and I know immigration law, you can uh, – you can practice anywhere on the universe. I mean, is workers' comp and personal injury the same way, or, or are you just limited to Missouri? Uh, no. You, we are limited now to Missouri with workers' comp claims. As I indicated, we'll be expanding into Illinois in May. We do handle personal injury cases in the Midwest, and the personal injury case is a little different than a workers' compensation case. That's a case where you've been injured by someone else's negligence. And this is often uh, another driver that causes an injury. Or it may be a manufacturer that manufactures a defective product. Those kinds of cases, we are not limited to Missouri. Okay. Well, there is a lot of good information on your on your blog. I was looking through it earlier. And, uh, you know, one thing I hear a lot is, uh, well, like on your blog, you were talking about the incidence rates 
for work accidents, and you were saying that the transportation and warehousing sector has the highest incidence rate for work accidents of all sectors, twice the rate of manufacturing workers and over 50% higher than the construction sector, and the average work time missed for truckers is 21.4 days, which is almost twice the average for all occupations, which comes in around 11 days. And, you know, on these job applications, we see where it says, have you ever have you ever applied for workers' comp? And I've had some emails sent to me. A, a, a driver who's had a workers' comp claim and now is going for another job, does, does that hurt a person's chances when applying for another job? Well, it shouldn't, but I think an honest answer to that is it probably does. Uh, it depends, of course, on the nature of the accident, but someone who's had a, a serious workers' compensation claim with back surgery, for example, uh, I think that is a red flag, even though it shouldn't be. And that's one reason that it's important that if you have a serious injury, you get the benefits you're entitled to because there is a real injury involved, not just the physical injury, but often some injury that jeopardizes your career, your trucking career. So I, I wish I could tell you that there wasn't any discrimination against injured workers, uh, but I think there is. Well, yeah, I mean, I just kind of, you know, common sense kind of tells me if they if they have that on the uh, application, then then it probably is. But I've never had the opportunity to, you know, actually ask somebody who who would have more insight to that. And Donna, you, I mean, you've you've seen that on applications, right? Um, where they where they ask they ask you, have you ever had a workers' comp claim? Yeah, and I find that you know interesting that that that's even part of the qualifications. <laughs> I know, I know. So, but well, you know. Uh, but you know, I guess uh, just the fact that tells me just the fact that it's on there weighs you know, there, heavy. The decision. There are a lot of regulations that uh, uh, limit what you can ask an employee, and uh, asking that question, I think, goes right up to the line. And I'm not sure that that's a proper question on an employment application. <laughs> I think I would agree, but well, listen. I mean, uh, you know, I've um, I may be like most most drivers out there. You know, I just think, well, you know, this workers' comp's not a big deal. I mean, you know, I get hurt, I turn in, I report it to my employer, I, I fill out the you know the proper paperwork, they send me to the doctor, and and uh, if I'm out for a little bit, you know, I I get part of my part of my paycheck while I'm out. I don't I don't know maybe. 65, 70% of the amount of check. Um, I mean, to me, it just seems like, well, this is the way the system works. It, is, is there is there any is there ever a time where a driver is injured on the job where they don't they they shouldn't even worry about having an attorney, or is this one of those issues where you should always seek legal advice? Well, it depends. Uh, it's supposed to work as easily as you were describing, but it doesn't always work that way. Uh, problems that you run into with workers' compensation claims are if you have a previous injury, then the company may point, the insurance company may point to that previous injury and say that that's the reason 
that you're having problems, that's the reason you need medical care. Uh, there are also often questions about whether there was an accident. Now, there has to be an accident before you have a workers' compensation claim. And, for example, if you are lifting and you suddenly have pain in your back or pain going down the legs, there's often an issue about whether that was an accident. Uh, also, there are situations where a company may claim that there's a violation of a safety rule and they want to reduce your benefits. So there are a number of issues that come up that make it absolutely necessary to get an attorney. There are some situations um, where you don't need an attorney. If it isn't a serious injury, if you're back to work quickly, if you don't need surgery, if you don't have any permanent long-term disability, uh, you may not need an attorney. It's still a good idea to call an attorney, and nearly all attorneys who do regular workers' compensation work will be glad to talk to you without charge and uh, give you some honest advice about what you need to do and whether you do need an attorney. So if it's a significant injury, uh, you should call an attorney um, and see whether there's something that attorney can do for you. But it certainly isn't every case where you need an attorney. Uh, well, you know, certainly protect your rights, and I think a lot of drivers forget the fact that, uh, you know, they do have rights. And and uh, I was looking through your blog, like I said, had great information. I was kind of surprised to read that uh, – you were talking on your blog there at HurtTrucker.com about how the insurance adjusters uh, uh, will often deny valid claims or cut off medical benefits too soon, and uh, how the, um, uh, the the payment is almost always based on a biased injury rating by a company's doctor, resulting in a you know a low disability payment to the driver because the company and its drivers, if, if you're not allowed to choose your own uh, doctor, the company sends you to their doctor, and they'll try to minimize the injury, thus limiting your payment. Um, uh, how, I mean, how can that be legal for them to do that? Well, in Missouri and in many other states, the insurance company gets to choose the doctor. Now, they'll send you to one doctor for treating. For example, you may need surgery. They'll send you to a surgeon. Then they'll send you to another doctor to give you the disability rating that's used to calculate how much money you're owed. And it's standard practice for insurance companies to select doctors that they believe will be friendly and who will give uh, a rating that's on the low side. And... Uh, that's another important reason if you have serious injury, talk with an attorney. Uh, the attorney uh, will also have a doctor that he can send you to who will give you a rating. And often you end up with a high rating from the doctor that your attorney will choose and a low rating from the workers' comp doctor. And... Um, if the case can't be settled, the judge has to decide which of those ratings he believes is most credible. So 
uh, it's not at all unusual to get a very low rating from the workers' comp doctor. And we balance that off by getting a rating from a doctor that we think will be fair. Um, Another problem that often requires the assistance of an attorney is when your benefit is initially denied, where they tell you that this we don't believe this is a claim. Or often they say, well, we're investigating the claim, and the investigation, <clears throat> excuse me, the investigation may drag on uh, much longer than necessary. So an attorney can often intervene and speed that process along and uh, document the fact that you have a claim and that you need medical benefits. And probably the most critical point where you may need an attorney, if you have a serious injury, is when your medical care is cut off. And it's often cut off at an early date, before it really should be, uh, because the insurance company... um, looks for a doctor who will say that you've reached maximum medical improvement, and those are the magic words that let them cut off your medical pay, your medical services. So there are biases that are built in the system that work against the hurt trucker, and that's what the hurt trucker attorney is there for, to try and make this system fair to the injured worker. Yeah, well, it just sounds pretty typical, doesn't it, Don? I mean, there's always something in there. I mean, they're they're looking for, uh, uh, you know, maybe looking for biased doctors. Can't say all of them will, but it seems like there's always always something the truckers have to fight against. Well, you know, I look at it and I say, you know, everyone knows that drivers, you know, they're not paid if they're not working. You know, they they're limited to. Uh, days off and and all kinds of things out there so uh, a lot of them are are under a lot of uh, pressure to 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 have some kind of a claim uh final just something to get some income they're hurt they need money uh do you find that a lot of times that decisions are made uh out of desperation uh rather than just you know seeking an attorney and 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 trying to do what's best for themselves uh yes unfortunately financial desperation uh, drives a lot of decisions that hurt workers make uh after you've finished all of your workers compensation treatment the doctor releases you to go back to work it's not uncommon that you can't find a job so you need money, you need to pay the family, put uh, food on the table, and sometimes uh, people are driven by that economic desperation to accept an offer that isn't fair, one that they would not ordinarily accept. And, of course, sometimes they're not fully advised and fully informed about what the true value of their claim is. What would your advice be for those listening right now? Because I know on Facebook um, there was a lot of chatter going on, uh, people discussing different uh, different circumstances that they had. And what advice would you give? They, they, they have a pretty serious injury. 
and they're trying to be forced either back to work or into some kind of a settlement that obviously isn't fair. Um, <clears throat> what, what is your suggestion to them, and uh, how, what's the turnaround time where they would have some kind of benefit coming in? Yeah. Well, of course, every case is different, but if you have a serious injury, one where you've had surgery, where you have a permanent disability, uh, talk to an attorney. You may not need an attorney, but it's useful to talk with an attorney. And as I indicated, uh, nearly all attorneys that do this kind of work will be glad to talk with you uh, with, uh, for, for no charge. Uh, as far as the advice you get, what you should do, it depends uh, uh, almost entirely upon the details of your case. But few things to keep in mind. Uh, sometimes insurance companies are in a hurry to settle your claim. They want you to settle your claim before you really know about the full nature of your injury. So one important thing to keep in mind is get back to work and test yourself before you settle your claim because you may do fine while you are recuperating, but then when you try and resume normal activities and go back to work, you may find that you have problems that you didn't anticipate. So it's always good advice not to be in too big a hurry. Know what the eventual outcome of your injury is going to be. Now, it's sometimes difficult to do that because of financial pressure. You need to settle your case and get money in hand, uh, particularly if there's a delay in getting back to work. But if possible, it's, it's uh, the best to uh, not be in a hurry, get back to work, test yourself so that you know what the eventual outcome is going to be. So you can actually go back to work? Um, even though you have this claim going in? Uh... Hey, yes, and hopefully that's what happens. You you have a claim, you, you have an injury, you go through your medical care, and you're released to return to work. And your worker's compensation claim is still pending. It hasn't been settled. Uh, and while you're back to work, after you're back to work, and you know more about how you're going to get along. Uh, that is the time to settle your claim after you're back to work. Now, unfortunately, some people never get back to work, and uh, those people have a permanent total disability claim, and those benefits are pretty substantial, and those claims usually take uh, an extended period of time to handle. But, of course, most people who have been injured do get back to work, and you don't have to settle your workers' compensation claim before you can return to work. And I think that's something that people might not know. Um, you agree with that? They might not realize that. I think some people uh, don't. But, of course, most people who are injured and released from their doctor are eager to get back to work. I've particularly found that to be true of truck drivers who are honest, hardworking people, 
and as soon as they're released from the doctor, they want to go back to work and uh, settling their workers' compensation claim is kind of a secondary problem. They, they're they eager to get back to work, and they can settle their workers' compensation claim after they've gone back to work. I, I, let me ask you, what, what do you find some of the biggest, um, or have we covered them already, uh, the biggest mistakes that drivers will make in in the process of of a claim, and, and I'm not talking about a minor one. You know, I'm talking about you know a pretty serious one uh, where it's going to keep them out of work for um, for quite some time. Yeah. Well, I I think that um, not insisting on getting the medical care they need. If it's a serious injury, the workers' compensation carrier is often looking for an excuse to cut off the medical treatment. And not not all insurance companies do this, and I don't want to suggest that all insurance companies uh, are uh, uncooperative, but many insurance companies will doc- doctor shop looking for a doctor who will say you can stop the medical care. And often injured workers, seriously injured workers, aren't aggressive enough in insisting that they have more medical care. Um, I think that's the biggest mistake that I see in serious injuries. And an attorney is helpful in, in this. First of all, they're helpful in working with the injured trucker and talking about alternative medical care. The insurance company has cut you off. The attorney can help you understand whether there may be additional care that will help. The attorney can also help you get that medical care. But most workers, the most important consideration is they want to get well, and it's important that you get all the medical care you can to help you get well, and sometimes uh, injured truckers aren't insistent enough like they should be. Are there any intimidation tactics that take place? Uh, Definitely. Um, And I just hear this from truckers, but... And this doesn't happen with all trucking companies. It usually doesn't happen with the larger trucking companies. But with the smaller trucking companies, I hear all the time that the claims agents, the workers' compensation claims agents, are rude. Uh, They're disrespectful. And they do that to try and intimidate. Um, That's fairly common with smaller employers. It isn't that common with larger employers, but intimidation, unfortunately, intimidation, first of all, in discouraging you from filing a claim, and second of all, discouraging you from seeking medical treatment. And third, a lot of companies will actively encourage you not to seek workers' compensation medical treatment but to handle that uh, treatment through your um, through your hospitalization or medical plan uh, at work or through your 
spouse's medical plan. So there is intimidation, subtle and sometimes not so subtle. Wow. Well, um, listeners, uh, listeners from Michigan, Maryland, Washington State, uh, see you popping up there. Appreciate it. Let's go to a caller. Uh, let's jump on over to um, uh, Minnesota, and then uh, I think Eddie might be on the line there from Illinois. Uh, area code six one two out of Minnesota. Uh, go ahead, you're on the air. Yeah, hi, this is Mark. Uh, hi, Alan and Donna. Hey, Mark. Uh, very timely uh, show. I've got a situation where I was injured earlier uh, last year. Had a back injury, and uh, I tried not to make a big deal out of it. It, it wasn't real serious. Um, it, it the pain faded away after uh, a couple of weeks. I did miss some work, um, but it coincided with uh, a kidney stone attack that I had and, and some surgeries that I had to have. So and I was off work for this uh, month or so for the back. I was also I also had some surgeries um, for kidney stone removal, and I also had an injured knee that I didn't report as a workers' comp injury, but I did report the back as one. Well. The uh, insurance company denied my claim, and um, the Don was talking about dude or some drivers kind of naive and make the wrong choices. And I kind of thought I might have at first because I said uh, to my employer and to this insurance guy, I said, you know, I don't want to make a big deal out of this. You know, I just want to make sure my medical bills are paid and all that stuff, and and I'm back and fine. And it. Uh, so when I went back to work, um, it, it did get better, uh, and I went back to work. I worked a little bit um, as a, a light-duty office worker, and there was a little bit of a trick in there, too. If I would have denied or uh, refused to go into the office and work, it would have denied my whole claim. I noticed that as a slippery slope right there. Yeah. But they uh, ended up denying the whole thing. And uh, I got an ombudsman to help. I decided not to go to a, an attorney. I did call, uh, uh, of course, you guys know very well, Paul Taylor. Uh, he's from Minnesota also, actually from the home, my hometown. And I uh, talked to him, and he uh, referred me to a workers' comp attorney that I haven't um, contacted yet. But the ombudsman most recently uh, advised that I call an attorney on this, mainly because I'm concerned that down the road I might have more problems with this back. Uh, basically, I've heard of other people saying that, yeah, you injure your back and it's okay for six or nine months, and then all of a sudden it flares up again and you got big problems. Yeah. And because the insurance company has denied primary liability, um, I'm thinking I, I need to talk to a an attorney about this, but being a trucker out here on the road, like I just pulled over right now when you, when you got me on the air, I just I pulled over and hit the shoulder. I'm a thousand miles away from home, and it, it's hard, and I'm home for maybe a 34-hour restart if I'm, you know, if I'm even, if I even get that, and it, it's hard to set up an attorney. So I guess my question is, what do I need to get uh, going with an attorney? I've, I've got some documentation. I took photographs of the uh, the seat that injured me, 
uh, that I was injured on and, and uh, some video and stuff like that. Um, uh, Mark, most attorneys can open a file like this over the phone and through the mail and through email. Uh, and then the attorney will get all the medical records. Uh, if you have the medical records and other records, that's helpful. But the attorney uh-huh. will get all those medical records. So usually you can open a file over the phone and through email and through the regular mail. Um, and that's one thing that that we find quite common because a good deal of our clients are not from Missouri, they were hired in Missouri or had an accident in Missouri, but they may live all over the country. So many attorneys are set up to um, deal with truck drivers who are mobile and on the road and may live in a different state than where the claim is filed. So, it, uh, but, excuse me. Does it matter if the injury happened in a different state than where I want to file or where I did file? Well, you have the choice of where the claim is filed, and it can be filed in one of two states. And and I'm talking now about Missouri law, but it's similar in most states, probably similar in Minnesota. You can file a claim either in the state where you were hired or in the state where you were injured. Mm -hmm. And you get the choice. Okay. Most employers uh, just expect you to file it where you were hired, but you're not required to do that. The uh, insurance company made an offer to give me like 500 bucks and uh, uh, still deny primary liability. It's kind of interesting to me that they are really interested in in denying this primary liability for this, especially because it's a back injury. it, it says to me that they're nervous, that they don't like back injuries, and they're trying to avoid this uh, like the plague. And uh, I actually was a little surprised that they could even deny a claim in the first place. It's like I got injured and I went to the doctor and all that, and I, it's like then they're trying to say that they're not responsible. I, it, it kind of took me off guard there, but. Uh, well, Chuck, the, the a back injury, I would think that that's that is usually. I mean, that is one of the hardest things to prove. Is this why he is going uh, going through so much? Because it's interesting, Mark. You call because on your blog there at hurttrucker.com, Chuck, you even write about the difficulties drivers face because they are on the road and they have to get to a doctor. And, and a back injury presents a number of special problems. Uh, and, and, Mark, you mentioned one thing that often happens. You have a back injury, but you're not thinking it's very serious. You're thinking, I'll just wait a couple weeks, a couple months, it'll go away. And you may not even report it to your employer. And then when the back injury gets worse two months down the line and you report an injury that happened two months ago, uh, the insurance company uh, doesn't want to pay. And that's That's one problem with back injuries. Another problem with back injuries is nearly every truck driver has had some back problem. And Uh insurance companies often point to those old problems with the back and say, well, that must be the reason you're having problems, not the injury. 
Mm-hmm. Also, you have to have an accident. Uh, in Missouri, you do, and in Minnesota, I imagine it's similar. Uh, if you simply, if your back simply starts hurting because you have driven a truck for 20 years, mm-hmm. that isn't an accident. But if mm-hmm. you're lifting something heavy and suddenly mm-hmm. have back injury, pain going down the leg, that is an accident. So all of these circumstances are opportunities for insurance companies to deny back claims, and they often do, and it's one of the hardest to prove, but it's actually for, one of the most me, common. For me to prove or for them to prove? For both well, uh, you have the... You have the burden of proof. That's part of the workers' compensation claim is in a hearing, you have the burden of convincing the judge. So when you are negotiating with the insurance company, they, of course, know that. They know they have uh, an advantage because you have the burden of proof. And uh, that makes back injuries, one of the more difficult um, injuries to prove. It's one of the most common and can be one of the most serious, but it has some special difficulties. Okay. Hmm. All right. So uh, does that answer your question, Mark, or do you have anything else? Yeah, one more thing, I guess. How long do I have to make a decision with this or to actually – get the ball rolling with an attorney? Is there a a time cutoff? There is a time cutoff, and it varies from state to state. In Missouri, a claim has to be filed two years from the time that the insurance company last provided you with a benefit. Uh Not two years from the time of the accident, but two years from the time that they quit providing you benefits. Okay. Okay, so this is one of these cases with Mark that this is one of those cases you were talking about earlier that um uh, he 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 needs he needs a legal help with this. Uh you do and Mark don't feel like you have to set up an appointment with an attorney and go into the office. Um okay. call an attorney an attorney can handle this over the phone and may even be able to start your case over the phone and through email. That's really quite common, particularly with truck drivers. Okay. Yeah. Well, great. Well, now, uh, let, let, let me ask, too, here on Mark's behalf, uh, just not putting any words in his mouth, but, Chuck, I mean, uh, I mean, we just heard he, he's out there. He's in the truck right now driving. Is that right, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. So uh that I mean that 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 could be ammunition against him too as well. I mean if he if he's hurt and he's 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 out there trucking right now or am I wrong? Well, the fact that the mark is working uh is some indication of how serious the injury is. In other words, it's not disabling and I'm sure Mark isn't claiming that he's disabled from work. But you can still have an accident. You can still be entitled to substantial workers' comp benefits, even though you're still able to work. Uh, There are complications if you change employers, 
and I don't know whether you have changed employers I, or not, Mark. I recently did, yep. If you change employers, you run into an additional argument. When you file your workers' compensation claim, uh, your old employer is going to say, well, you were fine when you worked here. This must be something that happened in your new employment. And, of course, the new employer will point back to the old employer. That's an additional complication that sometimes arises. Now, I've, I believe I've already filed a claim, and the, the insurance adjusters uh, um, just kind of denied it. I, the, the ombudsman is through the workers' comp department, so I think it already is filed. I just haven't um, officially hired an attorney and challenged their denial, which, which is the next step. Um, so I, I, I just think I need to make that phone call. Uh, Attorney Paul Taylor did give me a referral. And, uh, yeah, just uh, like call that to... attorney. Don't feel like you have to set up an appointment. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, all right. Alan, once again, uh, I just want to say I've been following you for a few years now. I, I got my CDL in 2007, and you've been uh, coming up with a lot of help for topics that uh, – I've encountered along the way, and it, it's nice to have you out here, Alan, um, uh, fighting for us and having people come on and uh, uh, give information on subjects that uh, uh, that have been challenging in this in- industry for uh, uh, new guys like me coming in. And I just want well, to say I, thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, well, you're welcome. I appreciate it and appreciate um what you and all the other drivers do out there and wish you uh, wish you the best on your on your back there and and you know the you know Chuck that back is such a problem I I hurt my back in 1982 working in the oil field a guy bet me five dollars I couldn't pick up 500 pounds of uh, roller chain and uh, you know being young and stupid uh, I grabbed that I grabbed that roller chain and lifted it up about six inches off the ground and and I collected my five dollars and walked away like a peacock with his head held high. And and it was exactly it was exactly two weeks to the day that uh, that I did that. Exactly two weeks later, I, I went to get out of bed and uh, I couldn't walk. My legs couldn't move, and I ended up in traction. And I had two compressed vertebrae and a ruptured disc. And uh, of course, I had X-rays to prove everything, but. Uh, uh, those back injuries are, are are really tough to prove unless you have something like that to do. But I mean, I, I guess it can be done. You, certainly, you've seen it uh, in your thirty-five plus years of, of doing handling cases like this. Uh, yes, there are difficulties, but uh, you can prove back injuries, um, and just because it's difficult to prove, uh, shouldn't discourage you from contacting an attorney and seeing what an attorney can do to help. And in your case, Mark, it sounds like you um, have a good argument and a good shot <clears throat> excuse me, at proving your back injury. So I'd encourage you to contact an attorney and uh, see what an attorney can do for you. Okay, and thanks again, Mark. Uh, okay, let's go to, uh, this might be Eddie here in Illinois. Let's go to area code 309. And then a caller from Colorado will grab you up next. So uh, Illinois area code 309, go ahead. 
Hello, this is Eddie. Uh, quick question. Hey, Donna and uh, Alan. I'm good. good How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, this is good. great advice. Uh, very, very timely. I, I get asked a lot by a lot of my customers who are mainly owner-operators, and they run into situations where they have brokers insisting that you have to have your own workers' comp. So how how does that work or how does that play when you're the one who's the boss in your own operation? You're, you, you're, you're the truck driver and you own the company and you have or you do not have workers' comp. How does that work? Does it look like fraud when you get injured on the job? Just, just curious about how that works. And uh, do you also advise that uh, owner-operators also buy workers' comp insurance? That's a good question. Uh, in Missouri and in a lot of other states, owner-operators are not covered under the Missouri Workers' Compensation Law. Uh, all, nearly all employers are required to furnish workers' compensation coverage and to pay for that coverage, to pay the premium. But there are some employers who are not, and if you're an owner-operator, the trucking company you work for is not required to have workers' compensation coverage for you. That instead, they require you to, to uh, purchase a special commercial policy that is especially for owner-operators. And that special policy does not have the same benefits as a workers' compensation policy. Uh, it pays you... It pays your medical bills, just like a workers' comp policy does. It pays some of your lost wages, but usually less than a workers' compensation policy would pay. And most importantly, a workers' compensation policy gives you a lump sum payment for permanent disability, uh, what's called permanent partial disability. Uh, and it can be from anywhere from, oh, $5,000 to maybe $100,000. The commercial policy that's, that owner-operators have does not include that benefit for the lump sum payment. So if you're an owner-operator in Missouri and in many other states, you do not get the protection of the workers' compensation policy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's quite interesting. Uh, I yeah. get asked quite a lot by, by owner-operators, should I get the regular workers' comp? And it has never dawned on me that you know they may not even be covered even if they go, uh, go ahead and buy it. Uh, and, and again, I want to emphasize the law may be different in your state. Uh, this is what the law is in Missouri, and I know it's similar in a lot of states but I don't know about your state of Illinois. Is that right, Eddie? Yes, I'm in uh, Illinois. Yeah. Um, and as far as whether you can purchase a real workers' comp policy that gives you the broader benefits, uh, I don't know the answer to that. Oh. Hmm. All right. So... <laughs> It would seem to me, though, if an owner-operator actually purchased their own 
workers' comp policy that it would. Uh, it, it, I mean, it would it would have to hold up. I mean, it just kind of makes would, sense to me. It does to me too, but I don't know whether that is in fact true. Uh, often, common sense uh, uh, is, is different than what the law really is. So, I'm not sure whether you can purchase that workers' comp policy or not. If you can, it offers quite a bit more protection than the standard commercial policy for owner-operators. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, Eddie, there. I mean, there are individual workers' comp policies, though, right? Have you checked into that? I haven't actually checked into that. I mean, this is just a question that I get asked a lot from the people I advise, and I usually just send them over to the insurance companies. It just you know, occurred to me that we're talking about these, and I never really knew what the answer was, you know, what direction, you know, one way to give them. You know, so this gives us good advice uh, as to what to tell them specifically because they have a special case when they're owner-operators versus uh, company drivers. So, okay, so Chuck, I mean, if if an owner-operator can purchase a workers' comp policy on his own, that would certainly be the uh, the the right thing to do or the or the the better thing to do i mean it would only give them uh um i mean it, it could only it, it couldn't hurt them it could only help them more right it provides a lot more protection and okay. uh, if you can purchase the full workers comp coverage uh, i think you're better off to do that okay all right sounds good well thanks eddie appreciate it thanks. um thanks. This might be Kari in Colorado, area code two, uh, 720. See if I'm right here. Uh, uh, go ahead. You're on the air. Hi, Alan. Hi, Donna. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad. My question is, um, as a rider in a truck with rider policy, you have to have the rider authorization. What is – I doubt that if something were to happen if I slipped on a step or somebody else slipped on a step, if – the company insurance was going to cover that. Is there some kind of an additional um, insurance policy that we could purchase? And, and Carrie, to cover accidents. Yeah, Carrie, are would, you a driver also, or just no passenger? passenger? Well, unless there is a special rule in Colorado, you are protected only if you are injured because of the company's negligence. So, um, well, for example, if you're a passenger and the driver uh, does something negligent, or runs a stop sign or whatever, and causes you to be injured, you would have a claim against the trucking company. But if you're getting out of the truck and you slip and fall, so that um, the company isn't at fault, then you wouldn't have a claim against the trucking company. Now, they might purchase some insurance called medical payments insurance that would give some protection to you if you were injured on the truck, but that would be a separate policy where they would pay a separate premium and they might or might not have that kind of medical payments coverage that would protect you as a rider if you were injured. 
I know that yep. writer policies available out there, and I guess I need to look into that. I just I hadn't even thought about that before. You know, having signed the one company, all I had to have was the passenger authorization, and then at the second company, we paid a premium every month in case you know. And fortunately, we did have it because we were hit, and I was hurt in the accident. And that kind of coverage is called medical payments coverage, and it's fairly common coverage. And you may even be able to get it on your own personal automobile policy. Really? That would cover you while you were on the job. You would have to talk with your insurance agent to see whether it would, but uh, you may find that that kind of coverage is available. But you have to look at the specific insurance policy to know whether you'd be protected as a rider in the uh, in the truck. I know OIDA, and there's a couple other insurance companies I've come across with that do sell riders policy. I, something I guess I need to look into, but um, I have never even thought about that before this show tonight, so I really appreciate your input. Well, you're very welcome. I appreciate your call. Thank All you. Right. All right. Thanks, Kari. And I know, uh, I know some motor carriers I've worked for have offered uh, additional, you know, coverage like that for like a spouse or one of my kids to go with me and it was like $20 a day or something. I, I I thought most of them like that had had something like that, but just something to have to check into and then like uh like Mr. Buchanan said uh your auto policy, you know, that never even thought of that. So that's why we have them here on the show. We'll uh we'll take a quick break when we come back um I want to touch on uninsured motorists. I know uh, Mr. Buchanan wanted to talk a little bit about that, go into a little different area here. So stay with us. Uh, Charles uh, Buchanan of HurtTrucker.com, and uh, we'll be uh, right back. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know there's only one. Truth About Trucking Live. Don't go anywhere. Alan will be right back. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. I hear from a lot of newcomers to the industry who still have that entrepreneur spirit that has made the United States of America the great country that she is. And many of them still have one goal in mind, and that is to someday have their own rig and become an owner-operator. Truth About Trucking Live is all about providing honest, reliable information about the OTR trucking industry, especially for those just beginning their truck driving careers. Running your own trucking business is part of the entrepreneurial spirit that has kept America moving since trucks were first used by the military in World War One. If you're considering starting your own owner-operated business, there's only one name that you need to know, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. LoneMountainTruck.com offers the best lease purchase plans in the industry. There's no huge balloon payment at the end, and when you make that final monthly payment, they hand over the title, the truck is yours. They require a very reasonable down payment, and the monthly payments are kept at an affordable $1,000 per month, and sometimes even less. 
A great inventory to choose from, including Peterbilts, Volvos, Internationals, and Freightliners, and all of their trucks are mechanically checked out, dependable, and ready to go to work. And unlike trucking company leases, if you choose to change motor carriers, the truck goes with you. It's your truck. Check them out at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free, 866 866- 512-5685. LoneMountainTruck.com, the honest guys for the sweet lease deals. LoneMountainTruck.com. All right, we're talking with uh, attorney Charles Buchanan of HurtTrucker.com. And uh, Chuck, this could probably be a 10-hour show, but I, I know we were talking earlier, you're wanting to touch, talk a little bit about I believe it was uninsured motorist. Um, uh, yes. Uh, right? Yes, uninsured motorist coverage is coverage that can help truckers that is often overlooked. Uninsured motorist coverage is part of the car insurance coverage for your private car. And basically, this is insurance that protects you if you are injured by another driver who does not have insurance. And we had a case recently in St. Louis that illustrates how this can be helpful. We represented a driver who was driving at uh, approximately 1 o'clock at night on an interstate, and he ran into a vehicle that had been abandoned in the middle of the interstate by a drunk driver who had no insurance. we were able to file a claim against the insurance company of the truck driver because he was injured by an uninsured driver. And that was a benefit that he could get on top of the workers' compensation claim. So he was able to draw the full workers' compensation claim plus the benefit under his own uninsured motorist policy. Uh, And I think that's something most truck drivers don't understand. And, you know, a lot of time truck drivers are injured by other drivers, by four-wheel drivers. And uh, often those drivers don't have insurance. And this is a benefit that you can recover under your own insurance policy. And the the coverage is very inexpensive. And in Missouri and many other states, you're required to have this insurance as part of your uh, insurance for your private car. Uh, so you should always keep that in mind. Uh, is there an uninsured driver who caused your on-the-road injury? Huh. Well, now, um, Don, are you still there? I'm here, Alan. Hey, well, what about isn't Florida is Florida is still a no fault state, right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but you know that always confuses me. This no fault stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how that works with uninsured motorists. I know we have all that stuff uh, on our policies. So um, we have uninsured motorists. Yep, we have we have it all. Oh well, that was going to be my question, being. I don't think there's that many states, Charles, that are no faults, but, you know, Florida is. But uh, How does that work? Obviously it works because we have it. <laughs> yeah, and no fault is much different, and generally um, 
I think that you will probably find your no-fault policy does not cover you while you are on the job. Uh, but I don't know that, and I'm somewhat ignorant about um, about uh, no-fault policies because Missouri uh, does not have no-fault policies. But generally the idea of a no-fault policy is if you have a wreck, you can recover regardless of who is at fault from your own insurance carrier. Um, and I'm not sure how that uh, all works if you are on the job and injured as a truck driver, but I think it's likely that um, those no-fault policies don't cover you while you're injured on the job. But you'd have to look at your policy uh, the language in the policy, to be sure. Okay, but a state that is not no fault and a driver can uh, can purchase the uninsured motorist policy through his own insurance, um, then then they would be covered because uh, I mean we all know seventy to eighty percent of of truck accidents are the direct fault of the four wheeler. So being not a fault state, you're saying that that policy uh, would be binding. If if you are in a no fault, pardon me. If you are in a state that does not have the no fault policy, this uninsured motorist coverage is going to protect you if you get injured by a four wheeler that has no okay. insurance. Okay. And I, it's, I didn't know. it's a benefit on top of the workers' comp coverage. Okay. Well, I didn't know that, Donna. That's a good piece of advice. Yeah, that is. <laughs> so. All right. So, um, well, time's winding down here anyway, uh, Charles. Is there anything else you you had mentioned? A few things that you really wanted to make sure we uh, uh, at least touched on. Am I forgetting something? I think we've covered everything, Alan. Uh, I've enjoyed talking with you and your guests, and uh, I understand that your um, uh, trucker social media conference is going to be held in Kansas City this year. Yeah. Uh, I think you guys are going to be there again. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you there again. Wonderful. Yeah, that's the Joplin, Kansas City. That's just a hop, skip, and jump away. That's not far at all. We'll <laughs> be there. Well, listen, I uh, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. What, what's the best way for drivers to get a hold of you? Should they, you know, need your services or questions pertaining to, uh, you know, this personal injury and workers' comp? Uh, they can log on to www.hurttrucker.com, or they can call at, uh, this is a toll-free number, 8554, that's Roman numeral, pardon me, numeral for Hurt Trucker, or 800-371-8220. Hurttrucker.com is the easiest way to find us and the easiest thing to remember. It has our telephone number there, and give us a call. has everything up there. All right. So, Well, all right. Well, thanks for joining us again, and have a great evening, and uh, hopefully we will see you in October. Thank you, Don and Alan. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Um, that's good information, you know. I like getting these experts like this on. I mean, the uh, the uninsured motorist policy, Donna. I had no idea the the option that you know he was telling Kari check with your, you know check with your own auto you know policy 
Um, I think a lot of this stuff, you know, you know, how how would we know, you know, unless you know, somebody tells us. And and you know, the thing with with drivers is, you know, they're they're on the road all the time, and you know, they try to keep up with uh, as much as they can. You know, Lord knows with with everything that's hit them, uh, you know, each month something new's hitting them, but to keep up with everything. And then the other thing too is, a lot of people just are are very believing and naive and trusting so if something does happen they assume that others are looking out for them and the fact is a lot of times they're not so you really do have to look out for yourself and that's why uh that's why we have people like um hurt trucker and uh truckers uh justice and um paul taylor and and ricky gooch and and all these people that you know, are, are are helping drivers to uh, to keep up with it all because, I mean, I remember when you were OTR. I mean, it's hard to keep up with it all. Well, you got to tough it out so many times. There was um, two times when I was over the road that I got really, really sick. Uh, one time was blood poisoning. I ended up in a hospital. The second time was food poisoning, and I toughed it out in the in the sleeper for five days. I didn't move. Um, it's rough lot, you know. It's it's rough out there, and you're you know you're like stuck by yourself. You're all alone, and it can be tough. So it's it's I mean it's really good advice and a lot of advice that you know drivers just don't know, and and they're so mobile. Um, they're they're so, you know many drivers just aren't sure what to do because of their mobility. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of good advice, and uh, appreciate them coming on the show. Did you have anything else, Donna? Well, I was just as he was speaking, and um, you know, just in going in in tune with the whole the whole thing here, the theme. Um, people people like uh, Hurt Trucker, and I believe there was uh, two or three of the gentlemen that did come to the convention. And I was starting to think about everybody who was there, and our theme this year about the circle of trust and integrity and character. And I'll tell you, I I just am so thrilled with the quality of people that attended that convention and the people who are showing interest this year. Um, and I'm very glad that they're going to be coming again because these are people that truly want to um, help drivers and the industry and to create a, a balanced uh, playing field and fairness. And uh, and we're just thrilled to death at, at what's coming together for 2012, what's going to happen in Kansas City. Yeah, it's coming pretty good. I think it's going to be bigger than next year, don't you think? Oh, it's it's going to be a lot bigger. Um, I mean, last year, um, I know a lot of people were surprised it was as big as it was. But this year, uh, with the amount of enthusiasm and emails we're getting, because I know that it's really like, okay, already, you know, get the website up. We want to get our ticket. And <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I can I can see the level of enthusiasm. Uh last year we were we were still, you know, presenting the idea of a truck driver convention and this year we we have people anticipating its uh its its event. So, uh, it's a whole different ball game this year. We're very very excited. And like I said, in the quality of people, the sponsors, the speakers, even the the drivers that are that are talking about it, you know, these are really people who want to who want to really um do well for the industry and not just complain and whine and all that or or benefit off of drivers. These are real real good people. 
Yeah, it's coming together, and you know, it's always you think you have a you, you think you have enough time, then all of a sudden it's here. Yeah, no, we're you know we're we're moving on it. We'll get it all all together, and um, before you know it, it's going to be October. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for uh, this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live. If you've been injured on the job, don't take any chances. Contact uh, Attorney Charles Charles Buchanan and uh, check out their website at hurttrucker.com. And remember, they uh, they have a lot of great information provided on their blog as well. So uh, write down their number, toll-free, 855-4-HURT-TRUCKER, and that works out to be 855-448-7887. And you can email them at attorneys at hurttrucker.com. All the information is on their site at hurttrucker.com. Check them out. So thanks for joining us, everybody, and uh, listeners and those in the blog. Appreciate it. And we will see you next time right here on Truth About Trucking Live, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Have a great evening. I've been driving these rigs since 79. Never got a ticket, never crossed the line Dinner's on the table, but it's gonna get cold Gotta get going, I've got freight to low Well, I was running through Atlanta doing 58 A four-wheeler cut me off, so I slammed my brakes Well, the truck went left, but the trailer threw right And I saw my life flash before my eyes I'm just trying to make a living Running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands Can't get no helping hand Lord have mercy on the The trucking brand Fighting the wheel And the next thing I know I hit the sidewalk And over I go Falling so fast I had no time to scream Burning hot metal Flying all around me Well I laid there for a minute Living out of my head Not knowing if I was alive or dead Highway patrol said Let me give you a hand And he laughed and said, son, you better check your pants I'm just trying to make a living Running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands Can't get no helping hand Lord, have mercy on the The trucking brand at me and my burning rig checked out the damage that was done to the bridge feeling a little crazy and dizzy in the head barely heard the words that officer said ten thousand dollar fine and your CDL is gone better call your mama to come take you home three million miles and never a glitch 
The four-wheeler only got a slap on the wrist I'm trying to make a living Running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands Can't get no helping hand Lord have mercy on the The trucking brand On the trucking brand Lord have mercy on the The trucking brand 